1: To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. One of the great joys of being a senior specialist is actually not the patient's nor the babies that I've delivered, but those trainees who I've influenced in their development of their life practice. Seeing young people go through training programs that are pretty heavy and arduous and come out the other end and build practices, treating patients the way I like to see them treated, the way I've treated patients over many years. So, you know, I've now probably created or had a hand in creating over 3,000 babies, and obviously that's very important and incredibly satisfying to me. When I look back, it's those 20 or 30 people that I've had a hand in developing their careers that uh, really makes me comfortable that I've done a good job. Today I've got Elizabeth Maxwell. She's one of my doctors who's in her training program for the Certificate in Reproductive Endocrinology and Infertility, and that's a training program for those doctors who are going to become the leaders in the field of infertility. Around Australia at the moment, there are something in the order of 70 of us who have this qualification. And when you read newspapers and any articles about infertility and the advances that are going on, almost certainly you'll be one of us who telling the world about these advances. Elizabeth is in the early stage of this. She's done one year out of her training program. She's already done six years to become a specialist in obstetrics and gynaecology. That's after doing six years of undergraduate training and some junior doctor training. So it's a long road to become an infertility specialist who's properly trained. So Elizabeth, welcome. And tell me what it is that that drove you to move not only through general training but now on to becoming an expert in infertility.
2: Okay, well I think I went into obstetrics and gynecology because I loved that it was a good balance between surgery and medicine. But also I just I loved the obstetrics part of it. I loved looking after women while I were pregnant, delivering the baby at the end and um, you know completing that journey with them, I suppose. However, I sort of began to get a lot more interested in what happened before I saw them in the antenatal clinic. So, generally, we would see them in early pregnancy, but probably not around t- till 12 weeks. And, you know, I think I, I started becoming interested in going into infertility training and doing the CREI subspecialty program because I was just so fascinated with the science. I just find it amazing that the body is capable of producing a baby and the whole science of sperm meeting egg, of cells forming and then dividing and forming a baby that will be born nine months later as a a proper human being, I find absolutely fascinating. And working in infertility, you get to be there right at the start of that. And, you know, I, I also suppose that you do feel like you're helping people achieve a pregnancy and that's something that's really rewarding.
1: Yeah so doing that creation to delivery is an amazing track going down with a patient it's incredibly emotionally rewarding. To be honest I've I've stopped delivering babies now but I still do a lot of IVF but you know I still remember even you know two years three years ago when I stopped doing obstetrics my last delivery it was a and a patient that had been trying for three or four years to get pregnant and here I was holding her baby in my arms and and they were crying, so was I. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. The science is amazing. It it moves forward all the time. That's one of the, the joys of this area. So learning more and more about what stops things happening, what can make things happen is part of it. Is there anything specific that you have sort of latched on to?
2: Look, I think I'm at the stage where everything that I'm learning about is is really fascinating to me. And I'm not just saying that because you're my training <laughs> supervisor. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> you know, honestly, like I go to the conferences and things like that and find out about all these different things that people are researching. And I find it absolutely fascinating and as you say it's an area where new things are being discovered all the time and there's been incredible advances and improvements in success rates and to be a part of that's really really exciting i think you know i haven't quite narrowed down exactly what area within infertility or reproductive medicine i want to go into yet but at this stage i'm still i'm still keen on it all <laughs>
1: very good one of the things that, that you've achieved, which I will never achieve and never have achieved, is actually having a baby yourself. And that happened about nine months ago, and I'm sure it's had an impact.
2: Yeah, it has actually. And look, it has definitely in an obstetrics, and but also, which I still do as well, but also in my day-to-day life in our infertility clinic, I mean, having a baby was certainly you know, one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my life and to be able to help people to have that chance to have their own baby I think is really special and, and I perhaps didn't appreciate the, the significance of that before I had my own baby and I think it's definitely, definitely been enhanced and, and made it somewhat more of an emotional thing for me as well I think because I often, you can't help but relate... The patient sometimes to yourself and I, I was very lucky but um, others have not been so lucky so it's it's great to be able to help them in in that way.
1: Good excellent so and the future?
2: I think I just need to get through my exams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't make those easy I know but, but that's because we have a very high standard and expected of people whether to be who are the leaders in Australia of fertility field?
2: Yeah, look, I think, you know, as part of my training, I've got two further exams to go and I've actually done two exams already in the obstetrics and gynaecology training. So that is going to require a lot of study, but it's also a lot just learning from patients and patients that you see and and working and picking up on things from people like Prof Chapman. (laughs) At this stage, I'm not sure exactly what area I'm going to go into. You
1: might continue doing obstetrics?
2: I might continue it, yeah. I, th- I find it really rewarding and, uh, you know, particularly as you said, to look after them from conception right and through until delivery I think is a very rewarding thing. And, and, you know, when we do our training in obstetrics and gynaecology, we do our training through the public system mostly. So we often don't see the same patients from week to week. That's just how it works. So, you know, to really get to know a patient and, and be with them through that entire journey, I think, is, is extremely rewarding.
1: Yes, the, the, the IVF journey really doesn't end with success in IVF. It goes all the way through to having the baby and being there right through the journey is incredibly, Well, you could use the word rewarding, and I, you know, I totally agree with you. It's, it is an amazing thing. We're very, very lucky as, as doctors in that scenario. Dealing with patients who don't get pregnant is obviously hard as well.
2: Mm. Yeah it is hard and it's sad and it's particularly hard because we don't always have the answers for them and you know sometimes there's an answer but sometimes there's not and I think we're just lucky that there are all these people who are are researching and continuously striving to make improvements in the field so hopefully one day that we will be able to at least have answers for for some people who still cannot get pregnant
1: yeah and I hope that you'll be one of those people that will be working towards that
2: I hope so too <laughs> good
1: all right so uh, yeah another two years and be out in the big wide world is with those letters after your name it's, it's CREI and uh, people as I said 70 or around Australia who are the real experts in the field so if you're a fertility patient and You're looking for the people with the highest standards, uh, the highest knowledge and experience, not only of just simple IVF, but male problems and genetic problems. Uh, That's what we're trained for, and uh, it's worthwhile going finding one of those uh, if you're not getting what you want from your fertility specialist, who may just be a generalist with experience. Some are good, and some are very, very good, but... um, the CREI does say that we have been properly trained so thanks Liz and we will talk again soon I'm sure
2: no problem thanks
1: and don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey podcast from the navigation menu